when the Gospel of John was written, this was years after Jesus had already died. And so these stories of Jesus had been passed on, had been told and told and retold. And then before these disciples actually passed themselves, people started thinking, we need to get their stories down before we, leave them, before we lose them. Before too much of the stories have been changed throughout time, we need these written down. And so they started writing them down. And so it's interesting, as, as it's been written today, this passage, you can tell it's written to an audience that's already heard some of these stories. And you can also tell a lot about the people that are in the stories. Most women are not mentioned in the Bible by name. And yet not only are Mary and Martha mentioned by name in this text, but they're in reference to other people. You know, Bethany, the village of, of Martha and Mary, that's where Lazarus lives. It's not the other way around, which in most of the Bible is. It's in reference to a place where some, some man lives. And so this is very interesting. Martha and Mary had to be very well known, not just for how it's phrased as to the place here, but their followers and the people that were with them, they were people that cared about them. We've had several funerals at our church recently, one even this week, and let me tell you there was standing room only because people cared about the family that was here. People cared about the one that had passed on. The reason why Mary and Martha, women of that time, had people following them as they went to weep and mourn was because they were loved. They were a part of their community, an active part of their community, or else people would not have cared. Now, what's also interesting that lets us know, people know about Mary and Martha, is the fact that the second verse, the second sentence in the scripture text says, Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. We haven't gotten to that story yet in John. <laughs> That's next week, which I'm very upset that I get to miss because it's my favorite. Um, but I trust that Travis will do an amazing job with it while I'm at the campground with our high schoolers. But we haven't even gotten to that story yet. And he's referencing it as he's writing. Because he's assuming his audience, whoever's reading this, has already heard the story of Mary anointing Jesus' feet. These are popular people, well-known people. And as you hear about Lazarus, some of it seems odd. Like it seems odd he stayed two more days. If he loved these people, and clearly he does, 
Why would he have stayed two more days? And then he goes on to tell you that he's doing it so that you believe. And it makes you think of of doubting Thomas after the resurrection, you know. And Jesus said, blessed are those who believe without seeing. Because these people, yes, they believed that there would be a resurrection, that there would be life again, that they would get to see their loved ones. But not all believed. Not the same way that Mary and Martha believed. And so Jesus, Jesus goes and prays to God out loud saying, even though I know you're hearing me, which I know you hear us say, God always hears us. God has promised to always hear us. Whatever hole we find ourselves in, whatever depths of despair we are in, God can hear us no matter where we are. There's no promise that God's going to help us out. We sometimes forget that. But God's always there with us. And God provides others that are there along with us. And when we act as community for each other, we help each other out of those spots, out of those spaces. We help each other to not feel alone. Now Thomas, here in verse 16, says, let us go with you. See, these other disciples, they don't want to go back. They were almost stoned to death the last time they were in that area of Bethany. They don't want to go back because they feel like they, they were pretty fortunate to escape that last time. And the disciples don't want to go back. And Jesus is telling them, yes, we have to go back. And they're like, but he's already dead. There's no point. We're not going. And then Thomas says, let us also go that we may die with him. And I don't know if he's saying we're going to die with Jesus right now. Or if he's thinking we'll die alongside of Lazarus. But I'm pretty sure he's thinking Jesus is going to die right here. And it's giving us this foreshadowing of things to come. And the fact that people loved him so much they were willing to put themselves in what they viewed as harm's way in order to continue to follow him. Now, both Mary and Martha say the same thing. Lord, if you were here, if you were only here, he wouldn't have died. And what's interesting in our translation uh, adds, it actually doubles our shortest verse or what we often quote as our shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. You'll notice in our translation here, Jesus began to weep, four, four words. You'll begin to notice that as Jesus comes, 
to these friends of his. His humanity, his humanity shows. If you've ever sat with families that are going through hard times, surgeries haven't gone as planned, the diagnosis wasn't what you were hoping, they passed unexpectedly. Even when you sit with no words spoken, you can't help but have your humanity show. You can't help but cry along with them. And that's what Jesus is doing. Jesus sees Mary sobbing, and he can't help it. He mourns alongside her. And that might seem normal, but it's also interesting in the fact that he came there to raise Lazarus, and yet he's taking the time to still mourn with the family before doing that. Before performing this miracle, he's taking the time to mourn with the family, which says a lot about Jesus. It says a lot about our God that he takes the time to experience these human acts before any of this happens. And it also kind of tells us he knows the same feeling, the same emotion, the same hurt, the same pain that is within each of these people will happen again when he dies. And Lazarus, Lazarus there in the tomb, even with the stench of four days being dead, is called out. Lazarus, come out! And still bound with death around him. The Egyptians used to wrap the face, leaving the center open. So I'm assuming Lazarus can still see to come out of the cave. Still bound in his ties of death, he walks out. And Jesus encourages everybody to take that off of him. Unbind him, take the death off. Allow him to live again. Allow him to see the light. Because those that walk in the light, they can see clearly. They won't stumble. Let us, let each of us be people in this world that go far from these doors. And we carry the love and light of Christ so that when people see us, there's a distinct difference. To where when people see us, they see and feel warmth and love and acceptance, even when they make mistakes. Even when their humanity shows, let them know that that's okay. 
that they are still worthy of having people love them, of having God love them. People don't get that message enough. People go to work early in the morning, cranky, tired, some of them hungry because they haven't had time for coffee or breakfast. And they already have a list of things to do, voicemails, emails that they have to respond to, meetings that they aren't prepared for, bosses that tell them that things aren't quite good enough, that they could have done better. People need to know that there is still love and hope and peace in this world. People still need to feel that. To know that it is alive and well. To know that there are choices. Choices other than killing other people. Choices other than killing themselves. Choices other than harming themselves. People need to know they're not alone. And Jesus here, in the story of Lazarus, is preparing us. Because when Lent ends... We'll still be waiting for that dawn to rise, Easter morning. And we'll be at our darkest hour, in the bottom of the darkest pit. And some of us would have lost our hope by then. Even though we know the rest of the story and know that on Easter morning when the sun rises, that life rises too. Life lives again. Life does not solely end when we think it does. But others outside these walls, they need to hear that. And they need to feel it. Let us be that in our world. Amen.